unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my
Good evening. I have five o'clock, so we'll go ahead and get started tonight. Um, first, we'll, we'll start with prayer. Do we have any prayer requests tonight? No, Jonathan mentioned uh, Stephen Hutchins is having shoulder surgery tomorrow. Let's remember him in prayer. Mary White. I know the bulletin is full of people, too, that we need to continue to remember, keep them in our prayers uh, this week. All right, let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this beautiful day. Thank you for bringing us back for this evening lesson. We pray, Father, that your blessings be upon this lesson tonight. We just pray we'll learn much from it. Father, we lift up to you those mentioned tonight that need our prayers, that pray, Father, that you bless them and their caregivers and all those who are ministering medicine to them. Father, we just pray your blessings be upon them. We pray, Father, that you'll be with us through this week, that we'll be seeking others who we can tell about, tell, tell them about you, Father. We just pray our light will so shine. We love you, Father, and in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So thankful for this opportunity tonight. Um, a couple of things. I was in the early service this morning, and uh, Ricky Green came up to me, and he said, Boy, you rank high around here. And I said, What? He said, Well, look at the. It says, Being the image of God, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Billy Martin. <laughs> now, <laughs> I didn't write, I didn't take John's place here, nothing like that. So don't want to get that impression, but thought that was pretty funny. But. We are beginning our, tonight to continue our lessons in studying Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In tonight's count, we will we'll call it Meals with the Master. Dinner with Simon the Pharisee. And this is taken in the book of Luke, chapter 7, verse 36 through 50. Fourteen verses that we're going to be studying tonight. And again, we want to continue to focus and learn lessons from the meal, meals with the Master. Our lesson tonight takes us to a very unusual place. I want, to, I want you to help me tonight as we paint a picture of this setting, this unusual place. And it's really unique because Jesus is invited to the home of Simon the Pharisee. The very group that accused Jesus of eating with the publicans and the sinner, sinners. So tonight, what's your picture of Simon? I mean, was his heart in this invitation? Not at all. I believe he was real curious about Jesus and his teachings. But he invited him to this banquet. And I'll tell you who the characters are in the lesson tonight. Obviously, there's Christ Jesus, Simon the proud Pharisee. And our text tonight is about the sinful woman. Now, 
We'll talk a little bit about all three of these, but first we'll talk about Simon. What, what's your picture of Simon, the Pharisee? Proud, judgmental, self-righteous. You know, Pharisees are mentioned 98 times in the New Testament. Who, who, who were the Pharisees? They didn't necessarily go by the Bible. They went by the tradition of their elders. That's what they went by. That they, I mean, they just, when they invited Jesus, they, they wanted to trap him. They were very skeptical in Jesus. They thought, well, he might be a prophet, but he sure wasn't the Messiah. There's just no way that Jesus was the Messiah. But you just have to kind of dig a little bit deeper in Simon's history of who he was. I think he's very wealthy. <clears throat> and I picture his home as being a big house, kind of open. I don't know, I guess if uh, there's a t show today, he might be featured in Lives of the Rich and Famous. Simon the Pharisee. But as the story unfolds, there are many lessons we can learn from Luke 7, verses 36 through 50. First, let's talk about the, the invite. Simon invited Christ to dinner. And tradition in the normal way, when you invite someone into your home for dinner, and again, this just wasn't a regular dinner. I mean, important people invite important people to dinner. And I see Simon is inviting some of his colleagues. He said, okay, we're going to try to get Jesus. We'll trap him. Get your phones out, take pictures, take notes. No, I think he actually told them, said, when you see him do something, write it down. We're going to really observe Jesus. They were just really curious of who he was. I know they'd heard about his teachings. I mean, Pharisees, Simon was again wealthy. He was a, a lawyer. Some of these things. But doesn't it, isn't it a little curious in your own mind about getting invited by the Pharisees? I, you know, I would kind of, if I was Jesus, I would kind of think about that a little bit. I wonder why they're inviting me here. But he really knew. But they were always the ones battling with Jesus. Verse 37 and 39 we talked about the invite. Now comes the interruption. We talked about the unnamed, the uninvited, the sinful woman. What were her sins? You know, at this point, I mean, what does it really matter? I mean, they all knew her, really. She was a sinful woman. A lot of the writers described her as being a prostitute. 
but she was an uninvited guest. Again, we're in Simon's house. His colleagues are there. Jesus is there standing. And I see Simon as being a rude guest. I think he went ahead and maybe started eating without Jesus. But then comes the interruption. The sinful woman enters Simon's house. Simon didn't hire Jerry Barrett's security team to keep the riffraff out of the, this meeting, this dinner. So here she comes in. How do you think she came in? Do you think she just kind of wandered through? Did somebody check her coat at the front door? I don't see that as transpiring here. I believe she made a beeline to Jesus. She fell down at Jesus' feet, and that's when the tears started rolling. She knew there was something very special about Jesus, and her tears started to flow. And she actually washed Jesus' feet with the tears. You know, I didn't see any of the writers say a lot about tears, so I thought I'd kind of look something up, study about that a little bit, about the human tear. Two things I'll share with you is, you can cry all you want to, you'll never run out of tears. I think that was that lady. The other thing was, a tear sends messages to people that can receive them. I thought that was real interesting. But this lady, or sinful woman, didn't say she was a lady, sinful woman, but she came from the slums, if you will, to the suburbs. She was an uninvited guest, didn't have a ticket to this big banquet. But yet, it's funny, you know, she didn't rush to Simon to say, is it okay if I'm here? She went right to Jesus. Isn't it amazing when all you see, when you see, all you see is Jesus. I don't think she saw anyone else in the room. Doesn't really tell us, did she know Jesus? She may have heard of him, may have heard him speaking in Galilee before, maybe. But she knew he was special. Can you imagine this uncontrollable crime? Said she had a life full of sin. Think about all the guilt she was thinking, all the shame. There was one person that could forgive all her sins, and she knew who that was. So she went right to Jesus' feet, started crying uncontrollably. And these tears again, I mentioned a little bit about that, and I thought, you know, it had to be a lot of tears when she's crying uncontrollably. I looked up the tears thing, I told you a little bit about that, but it said in a year's time, the human body produces 15 to 30 gallons of tears in a year's time. Well, this lady had a lifetime there that she was crying about. So I believe there's enough tears there to wash Jesus' feet. And then she dried it with her hair. 
What's Simon doing during all this time? He's saying, first he may have thought she was a beggar. Didn't pretty much look at her too much. And then, oh, then he recognized her. Sinful woman in the city. And then what does he do? He thinks to himself, if Jesus were a prophet, he would know who this lady this woman was. Jesus knew who this woman was. And so did Simon. When Simon had said this, in verse 40, and Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. He called him Master. In some versions say, Teacher, tell it. So he was recognizing Jesus there as a master or a teacher. And he tells about the parable, beginning in verse 41. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors, and one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And in some versions, it talks about denarius. You know, they kind of look at today's, that would be like 8,000 versus 80,000, which a lot of money. But back then, it was a day's wage. A day's wage. And in verse 42, And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Look at Simon's answer. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most, and he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. I don't know, I find it a little curious there of how Simon answered that. I suppose. What's that mean? I guess. I, I think he knew the answer to that. And yes, he did answer. He answered correctly. And he judged right. But what he didn't realize was he was talking about the sinful woman and Simon here. The one who's been forgiven much, loves much. And vice versa, the one about of being forgiven less, loves less. And I think that's a great lesson for us. I hope that I'm a person that forgives much and loves much. And I hope we're a church that does that. And then continuing in our lesson, in verse 40, 44, this kind of, one of my favorite uh, verses in this lesson here. But it's talking about Jesus, and he turned to the woman. So he turns to the woman, but he's talking about Simon. That's kind of, uh, that's, uh, that's of eye-opening there, isn't it? I think it was to Simon. But he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? 
Now, Jesus wasn't, he, he, he knew that Simon was not blind, but yet he was saying, do you see this woman? You see this woman who sinful, that much forgiveness is needed, but on the other part of this parable too, it's about Simon. Simon needs forgiveness too, but he doesn't see it. I guess, you know, when you sin or as a sinner, who knows they've sinned more than anyone? If I'm a sinner, it'd be me. But yet Simon, this, this sinful woman, she knew that she was a sinner. But Simon, he, he didn't see that. He didn't see that the parable was about him too. I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Tradition back then, when you invited someone to dinner, you're the host. You greet them with a kiss. You wash their feet. You put oil on them. Did Simon do any of those things? No. I don't think he intended to be a good host. I think they were... He was wanting to trap Jesus to get him breaking a law. I think that was his real intention. But he was a rude host, if you ask me. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. In verse 46, My head with oil thou didst not ointment anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. As this woman entered, she brought with her a gift, an alabaster box or flask, but it was very expensive. It was filled with oil or ointment that was very, very expensive. And she poured this on Jesus' feet. And, and that's another reason they kind of thought that what she did, being a prostitute, that that's how she afforded this ointment, this perfume, which was very, very costly. Wherefore, in verse 47, Wherefore I say unto thee, Her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. Very powerful words, very powerful four words right there in verse 48. Here was a lady that entered a big banquet. Didn't have a ticket but she turned out to be the grand prize winner. All her sins are forgiven. And Christ then said, and after they sat down and meet with him, began to say within themselves, 
Who is this that forgiveth sins also, they being the Pharisees? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee, go in peace. In the lesson tonight, we we must approach Jesus with humility, just as this lady did. She approached Jesus with humility. She found forgiveness at Jesus' feet. We have to be careful in doing things to be seen of men. I think this is what Simon wanted. Simon, he, he wanted to make the rules that you're supposed to follow, but that he didn't. He wanted to, again, just to, uh, the, the rules and the traditions of the elders, his elders, that he followed. And there's danger in ju- judging others as Simon did, as he judged this lady. Yes, she was a sinner, but he also judged Jesus there too, didn't he? When he said, well, I don't know if he's a prophet. A prophet would know these things and not believe in that Jesus was the Son of God. But there's power in forgiveness. Again, this lady found forgiveness in her repentance. She found it at Jesus' feet. What a difference an encounter with Jesus makes. One encounter of the sinful woman, the other encounter that Simon had. Can you imagine being such a rude host, having the Son of God in your presence? And that faith pleases Jesus. We talked about the picture, and I want to go back to that now, about the picture of what what Simon the Pharisee, what was in his eyes, what he saw then. Simon could not stand for anyone to come around and try to break the tradition of the elders. And he wanted to see for himself if Jesus would do that. Again, he wanted to trap Jesus. Without welcoming Jesus, he actually welcomed Jesus, it would be, from the heart and not out of curiosity or deceit. But no, that's the way Simon did. Simon the Pharisee was not a good man. He was just filled to the brim of being so full of himself that he was so self-righteous, self-made. Regardless of the skepticism and the desire to disprove Jesus, Simon appears to be a man who loves being in the company of celebrities. And I told you about important people want to invite important people to this banquet, this dinner. What else does Simon see? I don't know, I think it was kind of like being on a talk show or something, Simon was. He wanted to be, kind of control all this. But yet, you know, I've mentioned over and over how rude a host he was when, you know, it's like someone coming into your house and you expect, you hold your hand out for a handshake and he doesn't do that. We wouldn't invite anyone into our home without shaking their hand, but yet Simon, again, he just wanted to, He was just so curious about Jesus, but he was so self-righteous himself.
And a lot of times, you know, as the, the, the place there, Simon, it was his place, it was his courtyard that he had all these people there. Mostly just Pharisees, but there was people there too that, that once they broke up or whatever, they wanted to eat what was left over. And Simon, you know, he considered them unwanted guests. to catch Jesus, again, by breaking the law or something. Anything that he felt like he could use against him to discredit him. I think that's what exactly what he was looking to do. What's that? Snake in the grass. Yes. Absolutely. What did the sinful woman, what did she see when she entered Simon's house? Again, I don't think she saw anything but Jesus. That's all she wanted to see. I think uh, everyone else already had condemned her when she entered. She being a sinful woman. The jewels and the fancy clothes and saw Jesus just as a humble person that could give her the forgiveness that she needed. Exactly. I think you're exactly right. She saw that Jesus was very special and she went right to him and again offered her gift of this uh, ointment, this perfume that she had. And you know, we talked about this alabaster box, but you know, she had that in her profession, but you know, she gave all this to Jesus and everything. I don't think she will ever use that again. I think she, when she poured all this perfume on Jesus' feet, she was done with her past life. She didn't need that anymore. She didn't need to smell good, if you will, anymore. She didn't need that in her trade. That was, that was the past life to her. So I don't believe she needed that alabaster box or ointment or perfume anymore. Yes, saw, saw Jesus more. It's a big treasure, is that what you said, So, Yes. What did Jesus see? He saw Simon as who he really is, as being judgmental. And when he gave the parable, Simon didn't realize that it was about him and about the sinful woman. Despite all the sin that this woman had, Jesus forgave her of her sins. And he mentioned in there that she had many sins. 
There's a story told, and it reminds me of this woman, about a family that moved to a new area, new part of town. And um, one morning, young girl missed the bus, so her dad said, oh, I'll just take you. You know the way to the school. So they got in the car and they left. They drove around for, seemed like 20 minutes, almost in circles. And then they finally came to the school. And the dad said, a little angry, you know, he said, why did you go around and round and round to get to the school? She said, that's the way the bus goes. That's the only way I knew to get here. <laughs> so it's kind of like this woman. She didn't know but one way to Jesus, and she went right to him. I hope there's some things that you can take from this lesson tonight. Uh, one would be having a fresh start. I mean, you know, we're all looking for that, I guess, you know, at times in our lives where we look for a fresh start. And that's what this lady was looking for, this woman. She was looking for a fresh start. And she knew that Jesus was answered to that. And I think there's a good lesson there in itself and, and, and how Jesus responded to Simon and especially to this sinful woman that your sins are forgiven. Any questions or anything that you would uh, like to bring up that we need to talk about, Jonathan? I find it very interesting that the saying that you said the way you drew that picture out, I think the vast majority of people, when that woman tried to touch them or hang out with them, would have withdrawn or pulled away from her. But the fact that Jesus did nothing, she, let's be candid, she didn't just show up, she made a spectacle. And he just saw her, the sinner, and welcomed her more than anything else that happened that night. Yeah, he called a lesson that night, but he saw her, and he wasn't ashamed of her. And that goes back to what we talked about last week with Zacchaeus, that Jesus saw him, saw him, you know, from the standpoint of values him as a person, value he sees value in her and her soul. I think that's a very good lesson from this particular group of scriptures. That picture of this lady walking in, I mean, can you imagine how Simon felt at that moment? Oh my goodness, this uninvited guest here, a sinner, this woman from the slums, uninvited, comes in and just makes a spectacle. But yet Jesus, you're right, Jonathan, absolutely. He knew exactly who she was too, and there's an opportunity. said, you know, he sits with sinners. So I agree. Good point. Well, if this all... Hey, Brother Jim. Well, there are several 
places that Jesus forgave sins before he was on the cross. This, this is one of those. But you know, after he was on the cross, after he came back, he said, all power has been given to me in heaven and in earth. And then he gave his new instructions on what we need to do to have our sins forgiven. Sometimes people take this example or maybe the example where they had the paralytic who was let down through the roof where Jesus also forgave his sins. And they say, all you've got to do is just call on Jesus and ask him. Jesus had the power to do anything he wanted to do, but after he was on the cross, he specified what we need to do to have our sins. Absolutely. I heard one guy say one time, yes, if Jesus said it, that's the way it is. Absolutely. But he did give us instructions about being obedient. Anything else tonight? JT? Absolutely. You know, what if she were to come to one of our potluck dinners and sit right down beside you? Sometimes we're very, very slow to forgive. But not Jesus. Thank you so much for your attendance tonight and also your participation. If you would, please stand and I'll lead us in a closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're again so thankful for this day, for all the many blessings of it, and for all the spiritual blessings through your Son. Father, we pray tonight that we'll just take the lessons from Luke and apply it to our lives this week and be the best Christians that we can be. Father, again, we want to pray for all those who have asked an interest in our prayers, who are on our bulletin and on our hearts. We just pray, Father, that you can will continue to watch over them. We just pray, Father, we'll always be the diligent students in studying the Scripture. We just pray, Father, that one day we'll be the heirs of all your promises. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.